Hey guys, <clears throat> Jesus motherfucking Christ. I don't know what that was, but I'm not going to cut it out because I crave for authenticity. But anyway, hey guys, my name's Melissa. Let's talk about some anime. Um, We are coming back with episodes four through six of My Dress Up Darling, you guys. When I tell you, even though I don't actively go out of my way to seek out, like, you know, romantic type um, animes, when I do actually sit down and indulge in them, I am always like a sucker. I become a gooey, disgusting mess of emotions. I crave for that type of intimacy. I think it's just played off so well. I'm very much enjoying my dress up darling right now. And I'm so, so glad that I'm actually watching it and took the chance on it. I've owned the first volume for a while and I cracked it open. I did like it, but the anime is just bringing a lot of that, a lot of those panels to life so vividly i i spoke about this on my tiktok a couple of um months ago where i was watching um comey can't communicate and i was saying the fucking like when i tell y'all these anime studios be putting their foot in these motherfucking romantic comedy ass genres and the fact that the animation is fucking top tier the expressions the the fucking voice acting it's fucking a1 like it's so good i know like it's it's been a couple of minutes already and i'm just gushing about how much i very much enjoy my dress up darling it's I, I can see why Cloverworks felt the need to have to like put season two into production. But just off of the first six episodes alone, it's such a solid, solid anime. And I I'm so glad I'm watching it. Um, but let's let's jump into episode four, shall we? So episode four, we find ourselves with Gojo and um you know, remember, Kitagawa let him know so generously that, hey, buddy, you really only have two weeks to fix, you know, give me an outfit for this cosplay event. And we will get back to that in a second. So Gojo, of course, becomes a stressful mess. And remember back in episode one, when Kitagawa told Gojo Take acknowledge when people are taking advantage of you or acknowledge the fact that you have full autonomy over saying no to requests you don't want to do. You don't have to drop everything that you are doing to help somebody, which he completely does not take heed of because now this entire episode basically showcases Gojo ignoring his physical body needs like sleep, rest, those are two of the same things. I'm so sorry. It's like midnight and I am like ridiculously high off my mind from pain medication. But um, Gojo ignores the fact that he needs sleep. He needs to eat. He needs to study for his midterms. There's a lot of situations that are causing Gojo to have to, um, you know, work his way through 
stressful situations. He has the deadline for Kitagawa's outfit. He has the fact that his grandfather actually ended up injuring himself and had to be admitted into the hospital. And then he had to end up staying at his sister's house. So like he has that on his plate because, you know, he, he very much cares for his grandfather. So he wants to visit him. And then he also has to study for the midterms. So it's like, all of this couples in the fact that he's trying to spend any extracurricular time with putting the final touches on Kitagawa's outfit. He basically runs himself ragged this entire episode. And it's very painful to kind of like watch because you start to feel bad for him. Because Kitagawa literally told him in episode one, acknowledge when your body is going to like, acknowledge that you can say no to things, stand up for yourself. He should have went and, and him and Kitagawa actually exchanged phone numbers. And I hate, hate, hate that he didn't take time out to actually like focus on his like, physical health, his mental health. And, you know, like I said before, I talk about these animes so passionately because I really do like a good, compelling story. And although I do feel like My Dress Up Darling has a very um, predictable plot line, I very, I love how they tell this predictable plot line. I love how much emphasis they put on the fact that Gojo runs himself ragged for the sake of other people's with no consideration of his, of himself. And so that's what we had to witness a majority of this episode. So when he finally does get finished with um, the cosplay for Kitagawa, of course it looks stunning it's so cute kitagawa kitagawa's facial expressions like i'm doing a sidebar again kitagawa's expressions are so vivid and so well drawn out i freaking love it it's like one of my favorite parts of the entire anime just the focus on kitagawa's like happy phases her excited phases her her little otaku moments like it's I love how they portray those expressions on her face. But um back to what I was saying. He ends up finishing the cosplay. Kitagawa was of, of course super super freaking happy. And <laughs> what made it worse because something told me this was going to happen. He tells Kitagawa, like, I made it. I made it just in time. Now you can go to the cosplay event. And Kitagawa just looks at him and she's like, homie, I had no intentions of going to that. Like, I wasn't, I didn't, I don't know how long it takes for a garment to be made. I, I, I didn't expect you to finish it in time. I just thought when you finish it, you, you'll finish it when you finish it. And then when you finish it, I'll see what cons are coming up and then we can go. So, you know, he's like basically realizing, oh, I misunderstood the situation. And then Kitagawa's like realizing, oh, I didn't explain the situation. And they're both like, Gojo's a little relieved, but then Kitagawa, oh my God, my heart broke for her. And this is what I mean with her expressions. She is so emotional. This girl wears her heart on her sleeve so like she just starts bawling out crying and gojo is just sitting there stunned because like 
what do you do? Like, he doesn't know why she's crying. But Kitagawa explains why. She's like, I feel bad because you were running yourself ragged. I, I saw you leaving after school immediately without stopping. And I just, I got worried that you were concerned about your father or your grandfather or you were focused on midterms. And Kitagawa is such a sweet girl. She cares so much. That's why when they had they hashed out this misunderstanding about the con time i was so happy because i was like kitagawa was too nice to have expected him to complete this in two weeks so the fact that she felt so strongly that she inconvenienced gojo by not being clear i was like this girl is just a good person i really like that she really is just a good nice person contrary to her looks because i feel like Kitagawa kind of has like a punk vibe but she seems like so down to earth and sweet and just wants to be happy with her hobbies you know so they end up having to go you know step away and so he can readjust Kitagawa's outfit and let me tell you something about cons if you've never been to a con Bring plenty of water. Wait, can you bring water? I don't think you can really bring like outside food or drink into the venue. But like do what you can to stay hydrated and stay like calm. Because I've been to maybe, I think I've been to three cons in my life. I really don't like going to them because they do get super crowded. And I, I love the atmosphere, but it's just, it's way too populated. I'm a very sensory ridden person and so when I have lots of bodies around me I get nervous and the last con I went to was the anime festival last year at the Javits Center and if you have been to the Javits Center before it is a huge structure and this was like off the heat of this is off the height of COVID and so I'm going into this place with my sister and my brother-in-law and like it gets packed because we went there early, but it gets freaking packed in there so quickly, could barely move around, couldn't breathe. I was like, I have COVID. I left out that building like I have COVID (coughs) because of how packed it was. I knew I shouldn't have gone. I wore my mask the entire time, but with how densely populated it was I had to take it off like to breathe like uh, and we barely even stayed I think we stayed for like two and a half hours I bought a bunch of stuff but like once the venue just got over capacity I was like I gotta go I might die so Kitagawa wearing like heavy material like that like you saw that the frills of the um dress the petticoat all that heavy material the wig she has her hair in a bun underneath so you know she's like sweating and under the wig and if you never wore a wig let me tell you something I wear big curly wigs and I make it my mission to try to not wear as many wigs during the summer because they are hot your 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 fucking scalp cooks under the wig I like oil my scalp in the morning and put my wig on some days if I have to wear it during a hot summer day and like I'm basically doing a hot oil treatment because it's so fucking hot out it's ridiculous but um yeah so you know Kitagawa was going through it so but Gojo helped her and the reason why she made the modification to the dress it's like I think they called it a boob bag (laughs) 
I think she just wanted to make her um boobs bigger. I don't know. I don't know what the sake the purpose of a boob bag is. But yeah, that's why she couldn't freaking breathe. And so Gojo is like patting her back with like some rags and stuff. Trying to help her cool off. And she's just being this episode probably had a lot of fan service compared to the last episode and the episode before that the series honestly does not have a whole lot of fan service like maybe it's just it's just not obvious or maybe i feel like it's done well and i remember before i started watching the series i felt like a lot of people were complaining about the fan service which the only thing went through my head was one why did you start the show i feel like the show explicitly states it's not for anybody under the age of 18 so with the premise of the show and knowing that it has an explicit warning why go into it expecting pure like shit like it's going to be a series filled with fan service galore and two this is pretty standard like it just it the the complaints did not make sense and it, it this is it's not like it's a shonen show with like too much fan service this is like a series that is kind of built around the aspect of fan service. Like, I feel like it's ripe for this type of content. So why go into it expecting anything different, you know? So, like, the, the complaints just did not make sense to me. But, um, yeah, there was just it's explicitly, like, a lot of fucking fan service in the stairwell scene. Very funny fan service, though. Tastefully done. But um, after that scene, Kitagawa does a sweet thing again. And she runs back to the um, person who was taking her photo before because she felt bad that she had to leave to, you know, she felt bad she had to step away. And so she starts taking pictures again. And, you know, Gojo's watching her. And he just, he realizes that, you know, wow, Kitagawa looks gorgeous and all this stuff. And he's just like very proud of his work. And once again, reminiscing on the fact that we're not going to be able to do this again. And they're sitting on the train together. And, you know, at this point, Gojo is tired as hell. He's exhausted because he basically ran himself ragged to get this um, outfit done for her. And so they're sitting on the train and Kitagawa tells him what cosplay should we work on next. And so that kind of lets Gojo know like she's in this for the long haul. She loves working with Gojo. She enjoys his company. And they're finally like, I feel like he's finally in a place comfortable enough to call Kitagawa his friend. So they talk about how they're going to start working on their next cosplay. And then he says she's beautiful. And when I tell you guys... And mind you, remember, he was like half asleep. So he probably doesn't even remember like saying that to her. He probably thought he said it in his head. But when Kitagawa, how she responded, how she responded to the compliment. Oh my God, I love Cloverworks because it was so adorable to see her react that way. And so now this is the confirmation we needed to like say okay Kitagawa has a crush on Gojo and this is just refreshing because I like stories when the girl pines for the guy because it's so it's so standard to see the guy pine for the girl and shit like I like to see the play on emotions I like to see her nervous and like excited and like oh my god what do I do with all this energy and I feel like the voice actors just like play off their 
um, character so well. I just like how they animate her expressions. I really, really love Kitagawa. But um, let's jump into episode six. This is a long ass fucking episode. Holy shit. I'm talking a lot. Okay, so Gojo um grandfather finally comes home and he told his granddaughter um right Gojo's sister yeah he told her why he um fell and she was like come on like what did you expect he's allowed like he's a teenage boy he's going to have things like that a pair or two which that was weird I was like girl what like it I I guess it wouldn't be weird for a high school boy to have like undergarments i guess no but that's weird like y'all just hold on to your significant other's undergarments like is that a thing the fact that she normalized it i was like is that a thing in japan but let me not make assumptions because like anime is not a good a very good representation of japanese culture so i'm not even going to try to use it as that um but basically, she drives her home. So he comes back. Um, Gojo's coming down the steps with the little outfit, the Shizuku outfit. And so he sees that. He's like, boy, what did I just say? But then <laughs> he ain't say all that. But then um, Marin comes out. And then he's like, oh, my God. Homie got a girlfriend or something. And then he ends up bumping into the fucking front door. And he hurts his back. So, of course, poor Gojo has to patch him up. So they move into the dining area and they're like, um, you know, Gojo's patching him up. And, of course, his grandfather thinks something inappropriate was happening because, you know, a guy and a girl can't just be friends and be in a place alone. I never liked that. I don't like that. I get so mad. Like, why do you have to jump to conclusions? Like, maybe we're just hanging out which is exactly what was happening so of course gojo got all panicky and he was like no nothing inappropriate happened and it was actually really cute because like gojo's just this socially awkward teenager and i like his response i like his and kitagawa's expressions and response to things because they're so expressive it's fun to see expressions play out when it's done very well like cloverworks is really like so like god tier for how they animate gojo and kitagawa's um response to shit but um so of course gojo's like no we don't we we're not together there's nothing inappropriate happening and all this shit and then um they actually start asking like marine how do you eat because they end up like you know of course inviting her over for dinner because she started spazzing out in her brain (laughs) remember when i said she has this crazy like thought process are these like crazy reactions to shit because of course gojo and his father and his grandfather are looking at the dress that gojo made and they're like admiring the stitch work like gojo's talking about things he wish he could have done better 
while Maudine is sitting in the background having a conniption fit. Like, she's like, do I love him? Do I, do I love him? When I tell you the subtitles for this anime made me die out laughing, I kind of want to watch it in English because something tells me the way they did the dialogue or like maybe the um, script choices or the translation choices, they might have taken zero liberties on. So something tells me it's just like out of this world ridiculous. Kind of like how um, Kaguya-sama Love is War, the English dub for that anime is so ridiculous because of how they chose to translate it. And like Ishigami and um, Fugawara just said some of the craziest shit. And I'm like, I don't feel like this is an accurate translation, but I don't have room to be upset because it's so fucking hilarious. But um, that's why I, I kind of want to see this specific episode in English. I want to see how they like what dialogue choices they chose and I actually kind of I'm interested in how Kitagawa's VA might have done her voice I have a very distinct impression of how it should sound based off of the Japanese white actor like inflections how she should say certain shit so if it doesn't meet like what I already have conjured up in my mind I'm going to be disappointed but um oh my god why do I keep getting off track yes she ends up coming to the realization that she has a crush on Gojo. Thank fucking God. I love when it's the girl pining after the guy. I really love that trope. Um, and they start discussing stuff and she starts talking about her home life. So her mother actually got sick and passed away and her father is just never home because he has to work and his work causes him to be out of the country, I guess. And, you know, we kind of already came to the conclusion that Gojo's parents aren't in the picture because he lives with his grandfather, which kind of cemented that because they said they did pass away. So... It was nice. It was kind of nice to see um, his grandfather offer to Kitagawa to come over and have dinner with them because they saw how homegirl eats. Um, Don't know how she's still alive. She lives off of convenience foods and like quick made bentos and shit. And like then if she isn't eating something from a store, she makes like freezer dried products like, you know, frozen chicken nuggets and frozen fried rice and sausages. And like, listen, I know it's not healthy, but that's kind of like how I eat. (laughs) Like if I'm not eating out, I'm eating some freezer like already pre-made dinner so I felt personally attacked during that entire sequence because I'm like I know I'm not healthy but I don't need the anime I use as an escape to reiterate that I'm not healthy (laughs) but um it was super sweet seeing his grandfather tell Kitagawa hey come over so you can have a balanced fucking meal because this is not healthy for you and she got all excited and I just I really liked it and then they had a little cute little scene on the train when she's leaving and she was remembering when he said oh we didn't do anything inappropriate and she was like well what if we did and I'm like oh my god Kitagawa you little whore (laughs) I love it she really really likes him I like to see that she likes him but then let's move on it's pouring the next day his father like sees this little girl running out and like drenched from the rain and he invites her in and so let me tell you something I don't know if this is normal (laughs) I don't know I guess because you see a little girl she looks very young and I guess she's drenched to the bone from the rain you want to invite her in so she like you know doesn't get sick or anything but his grandfather was under the impression that she was a classmate of Gojo so he just let her in use our shower do whatever you want 
that's where the buck ended for me. Because why did you invite this random ass little girl to use your shower and all this shit? And I'm getting to the next part of the episode because I just... I just needed to reiterate how flabbergasted this scene left me. Because I was like, why would you just invite random people into your shower? I understand they have a shop, so maybe he like could have... But why didn't he invite her into the shop? I get it, she was cold, but give her a towel. Why invite her into the shower? Because let me tell you something. Later in the episode, Gojo comes in and his grandfather's leaving. And he's telling him, hey, your friend came over. Um, She's in the shower. I'm going to go. Why did you leave me with this stranger that you wasn't you didn't have any confirmation was my friend or not? Because now Gojo is under the impression this is a new like scam, like somebody just like tricked my grandfather into letting them into the house. Now Gojo's like, I gotta protect my family and my honor. <laughs> so he goes into the shower and this poor little girl, naked as the day she was freaking born, standing in the bathroom completely mortified gojo because this is the first time he's seeing a woman naked completely mortified and then she tripped because you know we have to like we have to you know keep it with the with the cliches she trips legs wide open and they they did a cutaway to gojo like remembering why his father didn't attach the hair to the hina dolls right away and it just just the fucking scene like ended with him thinking of the words so smooth so smooth as he's looking at this girl's vagina and i'm like how did we get here i was like we were just talking about how i was just talking about how the anime doesn't have as much fan service as i was expecting and then this entire scene happened and i was like oh okay there it is (laughs) it was funny and um you know i (laughs) Listen, shit happens. I just watched it and I was like, okay, that was, that was, that, that happened. And so this girl is the, you know, the cosplayer that Kitagawa was talking about earlier in the season of the girl who they couldn't really gauge how old she is. She's like super perfect, super well done with her craft. Like, and so she's like very popular online. And the only reason why she was at Gojo's shop was because. During the convention him and Kitagawa went to, they um, were moving around and she was following them. She was following them, watching them because she saw how much attention Kitagawa was getting. And she eavesdropped and listened to Gojo say that he made it. And then she followed them home. (laughs) She followed them home. And so she had to like... um, she ended up just, you know, showing up because she had the ability to do so. And so poor Gojo is like under the impression she just wants to look at Hina dolls. So he's super excited. It was actually super cute to kind of see Gojo in his actual element outside of making cosplays because he's like showing her the Hina dolls and he's like, this is our best collection. You have a great eye. And you could tell he really, really likes this craft. And then, of course, Juju is like, girl, I ain't asking for all this. Where's the cosplay, bitch? <laughs> so she wants she wants Gojo to make her a um, cosplay. And, of course, then Kitagawa shows up after work. And here's my thing. I got so afraid. I got so afraid during this episode. I was like, I don't want Juju to say that 
that um, Gojo saw all her, you know, private areas and then Kitagawa gets jealous and then it becomes a whole rivalry. I was already in the mindset that Juju isn't going to like her and we're going to have some kind of like tug of war with Gojo's heart. And I was like, oh, I don't want the series to do that. And then it didn't. Juju was a little cold towards Kitagawa, but who wouldn't be? She's like kind of like a celebrity to Kitagawa. So when Kitagawa arrived and saw her, she was like, oh my God, you are like my idol. I love you. You're adorable. Like she was doing a lot. But Juju kind of like once she realized Kitagawa was about her stuff like knew the series knew the games knew the references knew all that shit she was like oh maybe she's not awful after all which I understand I I can see why that would be an actual like valid critique for people in the cosplay industry I don't cosplay myself but I do have a couple of friends who are in that business and people have their varying opinions on how popular cosplayers kind of get into the scene and how like you know some of them don't really look at the source material and it's like listen everybody's here just to have fun just like like I get it but just you know just leave people alone you know so I did I I kind of like understood Juju's point I didn't like didn't want to like harp on her for that because I get it why you would be frustrated with people who come into your scene with that type of like mentality but I liked that the episode went in a direction that I wasn't expecting because Juju and Kitagawa kind of like not necessarily become friends but they kind of like lean on not necessarily lean on each other but they get each other like juju gets kitagawa's zeal for like anime and video games while also kitagawa also gets the same thing when it comes to juju so it was nice to see this go in a direction where kitagawa didn't get jealous or juju didn't become enamored with gojo out of nowhere like i like that it just kept it where juju is kind of like appreciating kitagawa as a potential like partner in this um cosplay scene so that was very nice and so you know of course juju wants um gojo to you know make her cosplay and she tells that to kitagawa she doesn't want (laughs) Go. She doesn't want Kitagawa to think that, oh, I'm not coming in on your man or anything. And of course, Gojo's like, um, we're not together. And Gojo has like a conniption fit because he's like, I've never dated a girl. I've never gone steady with anybody. And he's all nervous. And so he leaves the room. And then Juju looks over to Kitagawa. It was so cute. She's like, oh, he's never gone steady with anybody. He doesn't have a girlfriend. And like Juju thinks we're dating. And so that just kind of hyped her brain up. And I was like, these two idiots are so dumb (laughs) they're so dumb and i like that people assume they're dating but then once they find out they're not but kitigawa's like oh but we look it (laughs) i i I love their interactions i really really do and then of course kitigawa asks juju because juju wants to cosplay somebody from an anime that kitigawa is also like knows of and so she wants to do a partner cosplay. Juju shot her down so fast. She was like, no. And Kitagawa couldn't do anything but laugh. So it was nice. It was nice to like, it was nice to see like this go in a direction that I was not expecting. So I just, I really enjoyed My Dress of Darling. This is a really long episode because I think the series just, I have not run into a flaw yet. Um, that could be, that could change if I actually sit down and read the mangas, but I feel like this is such a great adaption, even if they do leave out certain things from the manga. So I just, um, 
I I can't wait to finish the remainder of the series. I have six more episodes left in season one. So that means I have two more episodes of the podcast and then I'll be done. And then I can finally get on board of talking about, you know, this season's animes. We know My Hero Academia, Bleach, Mob Psycho, Spy Family. I have to do Spy Family. I have two episodes out for that. So I'm going to... um, try to watch that and get that podcast episode out soon um but this has been essential mail talks thank you guys so much for sticking around for the longer than normal episode i just whenever i watch a series that i legitimately like really really enjoy um i just i have to talk about it i have to go scene by scene it's just it feels so refreshing to watch a show that like has such great animation great storytelling great pacing great characters just like i have no complaints about this series so far and i cannot wait to watch the remainder of the season but you can go ahead and stay on top of when i will be releasing any new episodes or if you want to just like talk to me in a different setting because i know it's kind of hard to build interactions around the podcast so if you would like to follow me on any of my socials it should be under essential mel talks that's going to be on spotify audio max soundcloud um i'm also essential mel talks on instagram on um, TikTok, on Twitter, and you guys can just go ahead and follow me and we can go ahead and just talk about anime and video games. I'm going to try to get a Discord up once I get more episodes for this season out um, because I really want to talk about that with people as well. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for your continued support and talk to you soon.